the Art and Industry of Business and Living podcast, discussing conscious choices around business, money, life and living and creating a greater future for you and the planet. Hey everybody, this is your host Simone Melissus and welcome to the Art and Industry of Business and Living. I love the name of this podcast because you know what, it includes everything and if you've been listening, you would get that by now, that I am willing to talk about anything and everything. And I know it's the same old, same old line that I'm going to use here, but it happens every single week, is I do have some of my very favorite people here. (laughs) It's true. So there's four of us here in this podcast today, so I'm hoping that it's nice and clear for you. We Uh, have... They'll definitely not be short of a word. No. And that was Brendan Watt. (laughs) And almost like stereo comes in another male voice. Steve Bowman. And then Chitissa Bowman. And Mrs. Chitissa Bowman. And so, together we are the awesome foursome. We are. <laughs> and I'm Simone's best, best friend. <laughs> well, I am. One of the... Oh, now they're fighting. It's yeah. all right. You can't see anything. You can just hear it. So, so one of the things that the Bowmans... I was going to talk about something today and I'm going to change it right now as, you, as one does. Because, you know, what? in Access Consciousness, we talk about functioning and living in 10-second increments and... This is 10 second increments and the Bowmans have been absolute dear friends of mine and Brendan and we have definitely used them to our advantage throughout the years and one of the things that we used to do is and I would still love to create again when you guys are actually you know when we're we're all Australian by the way when we're in Australia and we can actually get together and do this is what we called financial 101. Is that what we're using them for for dinner on day six? Yes, maybe that's what we're using them for dinner on day six. Yeah. So, but anyway, they're, they're, they're two of our friends that are two of the most creative people I've ever met with business, finances, and their life and living. They are not willing to have the place where they conclude what something is. They will always ask questions. And what I notice is it's when things have been great, they ask how something can be better. And when things are not so great, they ask how can we change it. So... I would like to sort of start talking about if you look at your finances and your business, it's like what's the beginning of how you can start to change things? So I'm going to start off afresh with Mr. Brendan Watt. When we first started having these financial 101s with Chichissa and Steve, how much did you want to kill them? I hated it. And I, I did this, I did something a couple of months ago. It was an interview or a video and I said, yeah, I used to do these financial 101s and I was with these friends and I didn't name any names and I said, and I sat at the table and I just wanted to kick them. And Jutissa came to me a while after that. She obviously listened and she obviously knew I was talking about her and she said, you really wanted to kick me? And I said, yes, I wanted to kick you. I hated it. I wanted to run away screaming after I kicked you. And that was, I don't know, six or seven years ago and things have changed big time. Things have changed because I actually... I decided that I'd like to have money in my life and they've helped me with that big time. I've watched how they've functioned with it and I actually started learning that to have money in your life, you can't hide from it. You actually have to to look at it and see what's going on with it. So now sitting here, I don't want to kick either of them. So that's your perspective. Steve, what was your perspective when we first met with myself and Brendan? Was Brendan there? We did give him snacks and alcohol to encourage him to stay. But the, the, the great fun with watching Brendan is every now and then you'd see a little relatively dim light go off in his universe that just got brighter as the day went on. And then when we did the second one, it was 
some questions starting to peek through through the fog of unknowing. <laughs> and then on the third one, he was pretty much leading the whole conversation. It was it was brilliant. <laughs> the foghorn started. Okay, so I want to actually because. You just said something there that I think is really imperative for people listening to actually be aware of their financial reality and what they can create. And you said he started asking questions. Mm. Now, Brendan, because I, okay, so this is what I get when I talk to so many people is it's almost like if they ask questions, they have to be present with the answer or the information and that scares the bejesus out of some people. So what was that like for you to start to actually ask questions? Well, it was different. I mean, most people ask questions with already having a decision behind it. So that doesn't work either. If you're asking a question, what's it going to take for something different here? You've got to be willing for something different to show up. And for me, I'd done 30 years of ignorance with money and stupidity with money. And to be honest, I'd had enough. I looked at people around me and went, these guys are having way more fun than my broke ass. So that was what changed it. I started looking at how everyone else was doing it. And one of the things I've talked about recently is shopping for my reality. That was one part of it. I started looking at different pieces like that. Okay, is it more fun to have money or no money? Uh, For me, money. So that's when I started changing it and I mean, and we're at a seven-day event now in Costa Rica with Gary Douglas and with Access Consciousness. And one of the things that Gary was talking about today is when you make business, and I'm going to include money, serious, like as an agenda that it has to be serious. And right, and how many of you guys like being serious? No one. It's boring. But most people think business and money have to be serious. Like that's you have to be serious if you're going to make it. And it's like that's what I get you observed with the Bowmans. And what, what if you turn serious into curious? Yeah. Because that's what happened with Brendan is when he started asking questions, it wasn't from, oh, I need this information. It was more from, oh, this actually could be interesting. And so that whole energy of curious had moved from serious to curious and that created a different space from which everyone was able to receive. Because quite honestly, we got as much out of that as, as you guys do because it was so, such fun. That's exactly what happened when... You found out that uh, when I had a session with Gary and Gary said, oh, you know, you have to choose to be a CFO of your life. And you came to me and said, I've heard that Gary said that to you. Tell me more. I think that from the space of curiosity. And in that moment, you were not actually saying, I want to be a CFO. And then we had a long conversation over lunch and drinks. Remember, we've got to give snacks and drinks yeah, to make it fun. Drinks, and things. And then, uh, I think a few days later, you said, I'm choosing to be a CFO of my life. Yeah. So, Chitisa, let me ask you about that, what that was like for you, because you did have this conversation with Gary Douglas. And I know both of you, Chitisa and Steve, have been working in the corporate world in many different businesses for I'm going to say quite a while, but it makes them sound so old, but they're not old, um, is, but they've had so much education and so much um, experience in that. And then you guys decided to actually start working together. Now, you have been on a previous podcast where we did talk about this. And what I would like to ask you is what happened for you when you decided to start being the CFO? And the CFO is the chief financial officer of your life, of your business, which is the moment. Well, the first thing is when, when Gary told me that we were 
we knew that he was not talking about chief financial officer of this reality. He, it's totally not that. It's so that I had to embody and be the energy of what the chief financial officer would have to be, but not the doingness of chief financial officer of this reality. So I was in a lot of questions about what would it take for me, the energy of chief financial officer. And the energy is, this is the person who can grow, expand, and make more money with total ease. So from that space, I, be- I began to be in the question, what would it take for me to be there? Not about what do I need to do to have that. So, so what do you need to be? To be. So I started being the energy of chief financial officer. But at the same time, I did educate myself about anything and everything that chief financial officer in this reality needs. So what sort of education did you do? And my question is, did it happen overnight? No, it took me (laughs) many years. And I'm such an impatient woman. So I was willing to actually... That's a true story, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You've got three impatient friends sitting with you. So. I was willing to, to educate myself, so I signed up. I signed up with every training of this reality about how to make money. So I did, you know, how to buy and sell property, share tradings, every kind of things that good chief financial officer in this reality in the major corporation need to know to expand and grow. So this is your saying in in a major corporation, but what you were actually asking and willing to be is the CFO of yours and Steve's Which is a life. major corporation, our well, life. Oh, sorry, which is a major corporation, excuse me, with their <laughs> life. Our exactly, life. Yeah. exactly. So do you recommend people to start looking at, at, at going into educating themselves on training or what would you say to people out there listening that they go, oh, I should be doing this? Well, the first thing, though, when Gary said, I must be willing to be a CFO, it's not even our life, it's my life, right? The first thing is I have to be a CFO of my life, not, not our life. So once I can be a CFO of my own life, then we can, I can include everyone and everything into it. Okay, I need to get clear and I want everyone out there listening to get clear on this. What do you mean by that? So everyone seemed to be thinking, I have to look out there and do this and that. If you cannot be the, the conscious leader of your own life, your own life, whether you have anyone in your life or not, first you have to be the conscious leader of your own life, which is include finance, life and living, everything. So it's all about you, about the person that you are choosing to be first and foremost. And then you can include friend, family, Can everyone. I just say, yes. it's like you've, everyone has had to sit through the safety videos on airlines. What do they say when the oxygen mask And what the down? hell are you going to do when it actually happens? <laughs> so when the oxygen mask comes down, be yourself first. Then you can include others. It's exactly Good the analogy. same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And conscious leader. Can you give a little bit more information about that for people out there? Because this is what I hear is like people are like, oh, what if I'm going to get it wrong? How do I get this right? 
What do you say to that? Conscious leader to me is someone who made the choice to create the life that you would like to have. You know, like if you first, you have to know what would you like to create as your life and living. And what would it take for you to be the leader who go wherever and do whatever to create that as your own life? And, and I would like to, right now, right here, as you're listening to this, give you total, full permission to choose what it is that you would like to choose as your life and your living. Because what I see around the world, you know, I'm heading into 50 and I see around the world that people are trying to get it right and they're always going to the place of where they've got it wrong rather than what is it that you would truly like to choose? Not what is everyone else choosing and, oh, I should choose the same as them so I get it right. It's not that. Please don't listen to your family. Please don't listen to the people around you. Please start asking questions about what you would truly like to create as your life and living. Because what if the purpose of life, which Gary Douglas always talks about, and I love this, what if the purpose of life was to have fun? Not get it right, have fun. And fun with business, fun with finances, fun with relationship, fun with bodies, fun with sex, fun with everything. You're allowed to. And it's never too late to create your life, no matter how old you are. Even then, even if you are turning 80 or 90, it's still never too late to start living the life that you really, truly would like to have. And if, yeah. I, if I can just add to that, one of the things that was amazing with Jutissa is her sense of intense curiosity. And this is what happened with Brendan once he had chosen to be not the fog of this war's reality, <laughs> yes. but to actually look at it from a sense of curiosity then all the difficulty dis- disappeared because yeah. there was no difficulty. It was just, oh, it's a you know, little puppy dog. I wonder what else? What else? What else? What else? What else can I learn? Well, the only difficulties we use with, with business and finances and all of this stuff is the things that we put in place as walls in front of us. Mm-hmm. And I had several million walls in front of me saying I couldn't do it. There's no way I could do it. I'm not educated. I'm not smart. I'm a tradie. I'm this. I'm that. None of that's actually true, but that's all of the things that I'd decided about myself in order to stop myself. And once I started seeing you guys and how you created, I went, hmm, what if I wasn't all of those things? What if I could actually, that was just my point of view, and if I changed my point of view, I could actually change my life? And the interesting thing is, who created those walls? Me. Oh, and that's the other thing. There's only one person in this world powerful enough to stop you. You want to know who it is? You. But they had the same wall, though, Brendan, because, you know... Even the same wall? You both built out of the same stuff? similar yeah, wall. Like, same, you know, <laughs> what did you choose? She, Bricks, yeah, cement? She like, knows that we shop at Bunnings. <laughs> yes. Is there something I should know? <laughs> you were sharing a similar wall pattern. <laughs> the, the template of building the wall. The same builder. Yeah. <laughs> So what happened is, even though I was very successful as a um, senior executive of, you know, Fortune 500 company in Australia, and Simone and I had many conversations about, you know, we do similar things, but I had lots of people 
doing it for me when I was sewing off Simone. So we bo- we both went to the same countries. I like walked the streets almost slums, like finding business. Whereas Chichisa had this huge budget <laughs> that she got to play with, and I had like a few thousand dollars that I got to play with. So we we did live a very similar lifestyle on that, and that's a good topic for another podcast. Yes, and in the I, I, uh, the, when the first year when we met, we used to have lunch, dinner, drinks. Then and I said, "Oh wow, Simone!" I was so in awe of the fact that she had to do everything herself. When I had the whole hundred staff team <laughs> doing it, you know. But that's another topic. Coming back to the wall, uh, <laughs> the wall that you and Brendan built, the wall that, that <laughs> since been dissolved. Wall, uh-huh. exactly. Well, I, even though I was successful as a businesswoman. But when I returned home, I gave the power to Steve to be the one who took control of our personal finance. What a stupid, insane choice that us so most women you, do that. Well, that was yeah, subtle. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what do you get the reasoning behind that is? You know, um, it's a choice. I made that choice because... I sense that, oh, you know, uh, he can take care of everything. He's really the man. Like, he's he should the man. take care of you. So I bought in collective unconscious that most women have bought. And there are a lot of women still buying that, you know. Which is interesting because I think there's a fine line between the feminist and actually choosing what you're talking about. Because, I mean, I've known Steve for a while and Steve is such a gentleman and he's so willing to contribute and assist and be available for you, for me, for any other woman, for any other man as well. And allowing them to be that and yet you also being that leader is an invitation for him to step up to be even more is what I've noticed. Mm-hmm. If I could just add to that, it is from choice, not from obligation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. So I actually choose and enjoy it rather than feeling I have well, to. Yeah. He didn't force me to give up my power. I just made that choice that, you know, I love him, I trust him, he can do all those manly things. It was almost you know, default, things. wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah. was a default. Mm, default. And That's... I sensed that. When Gary said that to me, he saw that our life will not expand and grow unless I claimed on and acknowledged my power. And that that power is the one that locking me up from being as great as I could be, is giving the power of finance to Steve to take care of, even though, you know, I didn't have to. A lot of women in this reality had no, not not the choice they had because their husband are the one that made that control, but not not in my it not in my situation. I made that choice to give up the control for him to take care of and, our finance. And how many women see the man as their financial plan? Ooh, Ooh. them's are like fighting words. <laughs> That's their retirement plan. Well, it's interesting because Brendan and I would have been the almost the complete opposite. Uh-huh. Like I was the one who was financially savvy and financially, you know, creating something greater. And but I was willing. I, Brendan was such a contribution, and still is such a contribution to me that I was willing to say, okay, so what's this going to look like? And now now I just like, make money as well. You do, but you also handle so many different things. I mean, we just brought, Chisha and Steve were asking us before we started this podcast, what's happening? So we might as well talk about it in the podcast. We just bought a, I'm going to say 
a piece of land because the house is really bad. It's a knockdown house, <laughs> but it's right on the beach. But Brennan, just you have become so much of that CFO of our lives that you totally take the lead in what that looks like and how we deal with all of this. I'm so grateful for that. So things have totally changed. Do you know what's interesting yeah, so. about this is that the people that most resist being the CFO can be the most powerful CFOs if they choose differently. <laughs> hmm. Yes, hmm. anyone out there resisting money, if you changed it, maybe you could actually have more than you ever even knew you could so, have. So can, can I ask a question, though? So what... what what changed? I know, I knew that your energy actually shifted because, you know, the day that you made the choice to be a CFO, you have, you, you embody and be that energy. And, you know, your energy is just not actually slowly shifted. It's just almost like yeah, you made the choice to flip, be a CFO flip, yeah. and you, yeah. you be in that energy of CFO. Well, and that's the big thing is made the choice. And that's what people you know don't really get is life can spin around that quickly if you're willing to make a different choice and that's what I did one of the things I've always done and I've had my years and years of you know not doing so well but I know that every time if my life is not going well and I'm willing to make a different choice it can change in an instant and that's what I did there I looked at it when I'm I'm fed up with not having money I'm fed up with avoiding it I'm fed up with all this I need to change something and if you're willing to make a demand of yourself and go, that's it, I'm done, <clears throat> things can change in a heartbeat. Was that instant when it changed from, I don't know, I didn't know anything <laughs> about it. Can I money. answer that? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't. There was still um, several rabbit holes around me that I took journeys down. No, but it was, but when I started, when I made that choice and I started doing something different, I'd realize when I do those different things, that my life started working better and then I'd go back to the old way and then my life would stop working and then I'd do that my life would start working better so I'm a pretty smart guy I started realizing wow my life's working better when I do these things and not when I do the other things so maybe I should just do those things and as an interested observer of both of you what I've observed particularly with Tutissa is once she made the choice it opened up other possibilities and those other possibilities then led to different ways of looking at information that created not expertise but created awareness so now she is doing better at making our money grow than just about anyone that is out there and she knows the information but chooses her awareness over information every single time and that's a big that is a huge thing because we're taught with that we should educate ourselves about money which is great i've educated myself and still educate myself with money but that's not the be all and end all it's not okay now i know this so when i need to make a choice on money i'll go with what i've learned no you go with what you're aware of and that's what i've seen chitissa do as well it's like she'll she'll ask the question okay is this going to work yes no yes okay cool i'll do that rather than well the news tells me that that's bad or this says it's bad if she gets an awareness that it's going to work she does it so that's functioning from your knowing yeah and understanding also in the financial world that there are people out there that put news out there to try and manipulate how people perceive and then react one of the gifts that I see both Brendan and Chutissa doing 
and both Simone and I look on them with somewhat awe. Absolute you know, awe. I lust after one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but see, but which, one? Um, which one? I, I, I will leave that up to the audience to guess. <laughs> For the audience out there, he was glancing at me, I'm just saying. <laughs> but from that, from that knowledge of what's going on in the world, then it creates an awareness, but you don't buy any of that knowledge as real. So and this came home uh, probably a couple of years ago where Chutissa said to me, Tell me the information, but don't put your own judgment on what you think that information means. Oh, that's such a great invitation. I love that. Yeah. Because then you're actually asking for other people's awareness, yet not with a judgment. Correct. Just their awareness. And that changed how I relate. Because I love reading stuff. I love reading news and I love reading some of the trash stuff. And, And if I find something that alerts my awareness, I will alert her but I will not tell her now this is what the market is saying. You just say, hey, check this out. Be aware of this. This might be something to look at. That is so true. If you take, when educating yourself on money, realize that it's information. If you take it with a grain of salt, if if you can look at it and go, okay, good information, you don't actually have to live your life by it. Yeah. You can go if you're if there's a thing we talk about in access which is interesting point of view. So that means you can still listen to everything that's going on around you, but you don't have to buy it as solid in your life. If you have that with your finances, you will start to make choices that work for you. And if you look at that information, you can ask yourself, what is the agenda of this information going out? Yep. And if you understand what the agenda of it is, is it to ramp the price of the shares down? Is it to ramp the price of real estate up? Everyone has an agenda. That, yeah, that was interesting conversation with Sarah. Now, today, allow mm. us what well, we, we in class in today, class, today the seven so agenda and priority. Yeah. Now we can read every news, everything about share properties from what agendas are they writing about or what priority or what can, how can we use these And if we understand their agenda, what are our priorities, that will actually create a different result. So do one of you guys want to talk a little bit about what we're talking about here, like with the agendas, like how do we look at that and what what do we mean by that? So when, when you look at someone's agenda, it's how they've chosen to either be or manipulate. And so an agenda, and it's not something that you need to sit down and write down what their agenda is, but if you can read the energy behind the words, you will actually get an idea of, so what is their agenda here? So when you read things about stock markets, for example, you'll find some people that are very negative. So what's their agenda? Oh, okay, they'd like to buy more. (laughs) Yeah, so So, the the price so I can buy more. So what's my priority as an individual, knowing that agenda, I'll watch the share price, and if it does go down a little bit, I may choose to buy more or not. So it's just understanding that everyone has an agenda. It's not good, it's not bad, it's not negative, it's not positive, it just is. But the gift that you will be to your financial situation will be your awareness of what the agendas are of the people that are providing information. Yeah, and you won't have to cut your awareness off in order to by their point of view because you recognize, hey, this person has this agenda and they're functioning from this. Cool. How do I use that to my advantage? Yes, you could. uh, If you're able to receive the energy of agenda, then you can use that to your advantage in investing, in growing your money. About two years ago when I set my priority that I will never 
choose to be relying or depending on anyone or anything for my finance and for anything from that moment on totally changed my life. It changed our lives. Totally. Totally. How did it change your life? Tell me. Because the moment that I made the demand of myself to never rely or depend on my financial situation on anyone, meaning I don't need the client to pay me for me to make money. I don't need Steve to actually make anything so I have money. So I had to go out and look at how can I create and generate my money and my finance myself with or without Steve, with or without having any client that will buy anything from me. And I spent quite a long time being the question about what would that look like? I had no idea whether that's possible, but I knew, I knew that was possible, but I didn't know what it would take for that to happen. So I constantly asking, what can I do or be or invest in that if there's no one out there left in the world, if no one to buy anything from me or anyone who hire me as a consultant or as a facilitator or as anything, what can I do to actually generate money without relying on anyone? And that has been the question because unless we have that freedom that we don't mm. rely on anyone, it's, you know, you still rely on anyone. If you still think that you need someone it's, that you have to have to make money. It was so exciting watching the curiosity in her universe. And she was like a bull terrier. She would get out there. She would destroy any points of view she had about anything. And she would look at everything. But the thing that, that drove her forward was the energy of not being reliant on anything. What the would that priority. Look like? Priority of that. And... I, I, I didn't have a point of view that it is possible or it's not possible, mm. but I knew, it's weird, it's, I knew that it is possible. And everyone would have their own way of what that would be. So it's not like I have an answer that everyone will have to be doing like, like what I do. But for me, I knew that I have to get to the point that what can I create in my life financially, Start off financially. If you have a freedom and, mm. and independent financially, you are have you have a freedom and independent in everything. You know you don't have to worry about money. The day that you never have to worry about how you're going to make your money, mm. that's a, where the true freedom. The purpose of money is freedom of choice. Now, what if we flip that freedom of choice? What would that look like that then creates money? Mm. It's interesting as you're talking, Chichisa, because what I recognize in myself is an element of the exact opposite is what I did. I mean, for I remember as a, you know, young, you know, in my 20s, my father was always desiring to give me money. And I was like, I don't want your money. I can do this on my own. So I was so determined to make my own money and to create my own financial reality and to do that without the help of absolutely anyone. Mm -hmm. When I started working with Gary Douglas with Access, he wanted to pay me some money and I refused to take it. And he said, why? And I said, because I don't want to commit to you. I want to be able to walk away at any time. And he was like, you can walk away at any time. But my point of view was I can do it on my own. So I've actually almost done the flip side on the willingness to include others. Mm -hmm. And that's almost like, it's a completely different energy as well. Like the willingness to include Brendan, for example, 
and have him be a contribution to my life, my living, my financial reality that expands what we're creating and not just I have to do it all on my own. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. So for you guys out there listening, it's like Shutisa said, you don't have to do it the way she's done it and you don't have to do it the way I've done it. It's like, but start having a look and start asking questions about what your financial reality is. We have our own way of doing it. But for me, what Gary actually said to me this morning in the session is that because I made the commitment to be so independent, but I never exclude people. So he said that's why my finance, financial ex- uh, situation expand because I made the demand of myself to be not having to rely on anyone. And he pointed out that, but at the same time, I never excluded anyone and I'm willing to receive from everyone. So I think that's the point. I'm mm. glad Simone brought that up is that some people said, uh, um, I want to be independent. I don't need anyone. And I think I made that demand to be independent and don't need anyone, but I never diminish my capacity to receive from everyone. Well, so, And you also didn't do, a lot of people, uh, people with money and finances do need. And as soon as they go, I need money, then, they, then money starts to control their lives. You didn't do it. And then they go to no need, which is, oh, I don't need money. I don't need it, you know, and then it still controls their life. So you were willing to say, I'm not going to rely on anyone, but you weren't going into the place of, I Excluding. don't need it. I, I, I'm yeah, not doing no exactly. need. So exactly. that's the thing is, is we think that if we don't need something, but we do it from no need, which is, I don't need that, that it will stop controlling us, but it still does. It does. The thing that underlies all of this conversation if I can summarise. Absolutely, <laughs> Mr. Bowman. Is the excitement of creation. Yeah. And it's the excitement of creation from everything which does not exclude money. Ah, so when I made the demand of myself, I made the demand that I am a creator source of my own reality totally without excluding people. Yeah. And I think that we have to, to express it again, that if you make a demand to be a creative source of your own reality, and if you go from the point that I don't need anyone and I exclude everyone, then you will diminish yeah. the possibilities. So and if you make a demand to be the creative yeah. source, you have to exclude. Not and if you, realize, if you realize that you are the source of everything that shows up in your life, you get out of that place where this reality creates your life, your finances, your relationship, your everything, and you realise that you're the one behind the driving wheel. You're steering wheel, driving wheel. That could be a new thing. I'm not. I'm behind the driving wheel, but you realise that you're in the driver's seat and you're the one in control of your life. If you're the source of creating it, then you get yourself out of victim. Oh well, I don't have any money because no. If you don't have money, it's you're making some choices that are having no money show up. What choices would you need to make different? And the exciting thing for me about both this conversation and seeing what both Brendan and Chutissa have created and Simone and myself is that this... I like that we're the pair and this, you're the pair. I know, yeah. but it's always been like that. It's, it's weird. It's, it's always been like that. <laughs> yeah. But the exci- to me, the exciting thing is that... Yeah, you've all heard the phrase, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. Okay, so this reality has so much to offer us if we buy none of it as real. Yeah. And if we're willing to look totally. at what this reality has to offer us, 
but don't buy it as real as it creates the information and the awareness that then we can create outside of this reality whilst also using this reality but not being used by this reality well said brilliant as always steve yes well said so, you know what, I know that we could sit here and talk on for hours and hours and hours, and we probably will it, it might have to be another podcast, <laughs> but at the moment, I would like to say thank you so much for the three of you, Brandon, Steve and Chetissa, for coming on to this show. The we art. love your podcast. Who wouldn't want to be on your podcast? <laughs> I listen yeah. to one every day. Thank you yeah. for inviting us, yeah, Simone, that's... again. You're welcome. And I'm sure I'll invite you on again because, like I said, you're in, you know, yeah. my, one of my favourite people to have on here. So, And if you like these shows, The Art and Industry of Business and Living, please review it, tell your friends, do whatever you need to do because it sort of matches the energy of what I would like to see in the world that everybody has these tools and the awareness and the conversations to allow themselves to change whatever it is they'd like to change. So, Stephen Chitissa, um, if people would like to find you, where can they find you? A couple of things. I well, know you've got 50 billion places, but yeah. where can they, a couple of so, things. So two. one of them would be the thetwobowmans.com, the two T-H-E-number2bowmans.com. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're more into the corporate side of things, consciousgovernance.com. And then the other one probably would be what generative woman to all. Oh, if yes. you like, if you're a woman, that's if you're a woman right and you're interested to actually kick ass in the world, generativewoman.com. It's so cool. Now, I'm a woman and I love reading it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And all right. A better woman. Now. So we, we will have to just run again for the generativewoman.com. We'll find out more, but you can check it out now. And Mr. Brandon Watt, where can people find you? I have a website now. Whoa. Oh, way to go. Look at me move up in the world. So it's Brendan Watt and it's B-R-E-N-D-O-N-Watt.com. And you can also find out more about this podcast and everything else that I'm doing at SimoneMillasas.com, M-I-L-A-S-A-S.com. So thank you so much, guys, for coming on here. I really hope listeners out there that you have, you know, learned something, soaked something in that these guys have been talking about because these guys really honestly, truthfully helped us change our financial reality big time and it wasn't like I said overnight it did take quite a few years and we haven't got there yet we're still changing everything we're still asking for more because guess what you're allowed to ask for more so anyone else want to add anything say anything else no I'm good thank you thank you Simone you're welcome I would just say to everyone listening to this be the financial genius that you truly are because damn it the world requires it right now well you also actually said one thing a while back was you said, you know that it takes a lot more energy to not have money than it does to have money? It's so much more and work not like, to have money. Huh. I was like, huh. huh. So we're going to leave you with that one to sleep on. <laughs> it takes a little more energy to not have money than it does to have money. Ponder that. All right. Thank you, Mr. Brandon Watt. Thank you, Stephen Chisabowman. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.